I'm Daddy Knight, and this is Sean Cahan. And we have Corey Dallas Standing, our resident expert on being Corey Dallas Standing. <laughs> oh, and, the microphone! Oh. And being a deadly cousin. And being because a deadly. this is the real deadly podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Frick, yeah, so what do you got going on today? Today, man, um, me, I just had a horrible gig, <laughs> a horrible comedy gig I had to do today. Um, and yeah, I don't know, we'll probably talk about that yeah, in a bit. Should we talk about Corey? Yeah. yeah. Everybody's <laughs> sexiest favorite uncle crush, Corey Tellestan. <laughs> uh, Corey, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm uh, upgraded. I went I went from being a deadly cousin, now I'm a deadly uncle. So I'm an uncle. <laughs> well so I'm embracing the uncle-ness. Uh, Corey Dallas Standing, um, <laughs> local theater actor. I host a radio show here in Saskatoon uh, called the Indigenous Radio Show. I work for publicity for Gorn Tatusanikaniwa Theater. That's my day job, and yes, that's it. That's, my, that's, that's what I do for now at, at the moment. Well, that's real deadly, Corey. Yeah. 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 I right. think... Um, I think a, a good thing that we got Corey on here on our second episode is because, like, he would consistently do the Indigenous radio show, like, like multiple times a week now, hey? Now we're doing yeah. twice a week. Uh, yeah. Before the pandemic, when we were at CFCR, we did it every Sunday night. Uh, now that we're in pandemic mode, uh, because, like, doing the CFCR, it's, like, it's a long process just to do mm-hmm. the show. It's, like, three, four hours just to even though the show's an hour and a half, it's just getting there, getting prepared, all those things. And mm-hmm. but then when you're doing it from home, it's like you just you start like at nine thirty and the show's at ten, so it's like a half hour process. Like let's just do it twice a week. Oh, yeah. And at first we were like, how are we gonna do twice a week? It was like, we'll just do it for an hour, because we went from an hour and a half to like do it an hour each time. And then mm-hmm. now, and then what happened is we started to get so much uh, feedback. People wanted to talk all the time with us, so like, now we do it twice a week for an hour and a half. Uh, Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah. So they kind of pissed off. People want to talk all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keeping me around. <laughs> Just listen, he's the star of the radio show. Yeah, those, and love the, the show. Yeah. The nice thing too is that uh, when the show's off, I just turn the thing off and then I go to my bathroom and then I. Why okay. do you go to the bathroom? Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I've been holding it in for the past. Hold, like holding it in for an hour. And a half. That's another thing is because we're live. Before when we were on the radio, we have we have song breaks and uh, commercial breaks. So oh those yeah. Those are my bathroom breaks because we're live live casting. There's no bathroom breaks anymore, so that's why I go into the bathroom, and then then I just go straight to bed, and that's it. It's that easy. That so, easy. <laughs> I don't have to go to a radio station get a. Figure out a ride home, all that stuff. That bathroom time must tuck you up. You go right to bed after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm done talking about that stuff, you guys. Yeah, Corey, Corey and I go way, way back. We were, we were, we were, how did we start? No, you guys just started being bros. How did you guys start being bros? We, like, grew up together in the same neighborhood and went to the same elementary school. I was friends with his older brother, Chris. And oh, then yeah. He was friends with my younger brother, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, a trade-off. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah. That's super funny. So, so John A would have been mad at both you guys then? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were the, the, the ones he was definitely mad about. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, you haven't seen Sean. Sean has a killer. you got to come see Sean one of these days. He has this killer bit. Not going not gonna to say it, but... <laughs> it's a daily bit on Johnny McDonald's. Huge, huge, yeah. huge. 
huge. Yeah, yeah. pretty fun. <laughs> and you guys were like into wrestling too, hey? Yeah. 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 Well, like we had like a, a famous uh, WrestleMania 12 party. <laughs> it was like a, a, a bet of. That was when like the Toonie first came out. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 We, 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 we bet like a Toonie on the match between <laughs> Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. We were just like young, just like, yeah, this Toonie means something. <laughs> Back then, a Toonie did mean something. Yeah. Thanks, Trudeau. Fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we watched a couple of pay per views. I remember that. I think we had like a Royal Rumble on the big bed there in your basement. I oh, yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. And I remember someone hit like the. Foundation pole one time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was like, those are old, old memories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's we go back. I don't know. I think I was six or seven when I must have been seven. So twenty five years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. I'm just like a newbie in you guys. I'm finding this out for the first yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you know, one thing that was funny too is like, I kind of had like, like my first like, like for my first experience buying like a a skin mag, except <laughs> it, it was a wrestling magazine that had like, like you know that the chicks from wrestling in bikinis, and like they lived like right by Seven Eleven, so I bought it when I was hanging out with them, and everybody just stashed it at their place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you stashed the WWF magazine? Yeah. The bikini edition. Yeah, the bikini edition, yeah. It was too hot for my place. Just kidding. In the 90s, there was, like, no women's wrestlers, so, like, I don't even, I don't even remember that magazine. It's just Yokozuna. So, like, <laughs> it was Sunny. Sunny was, like, the dream girl back then. <laughs> I was watching one of those old shows on Twitch. Someone had a Twitch channel. Watch. I was watching an old video, and I was watching Sunny back. I was like, "But I was too young to really understand how good Sunny was." <laughs> I was watching it now. I was like, "Oh man, let's bring Sunny back. Let's bring '97 Sunny back." <laughs> yeah. Sunny, what's your full name? What is it? Uh, Sunny, Sunny, I can't Sunny remember. the wrestler. That was just like her valet name. She was like Sunny. She's she was like with tag team. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't remember her. Who did she? What she have? What was your move? She would just like that. She would cheer on the tag team guys. Like she would always like go with ever whoever was getting the belts. She'd be like, "Ooh, I'll ban it you now." Oh, and, like, okay. Yeah, that was but, basically her character. She would jump tag to tag, tag team to tag team, like every month. <laughs> Whoever's winning. <laughs> Whoever's winning. Hey. Yeah. Wow. Back in the day. Crap. Sunny. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I'm gonna have a couple Google searches when I come home. Best oh, it's well, yeah, an interesting Google search. Uh, she's up and up to a lot since then. So and yeah. it was too hot, so maybe it's like an incognito. <laughs> I know you, if you search China, that can get pretty risky too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, well, let's say she's in that category. Whoa! <laughs> For those just listening, I'm, I'm whipping out my pretend computers and going, well! Oh, good times. Man, one thing I was going to ask you about is, like, me, I've, I've, like, had, like, this, like, I don't know if it's, like, I guess it's, like, a phobia of actually going on Facebook Live. You know, like, I've never actually done it once. Yeah. Because, like, I just feel like it'd be super weird. I don't know. I just, like, get all weird about it. But then, like, now you have to do it, like twice a week for your show <laughs> like, what's that like? like uh like i think 
what was nice with the radio show was we already have a built-in audience. We already had, uh, I think, 7,000 followers when, when we started doing the live sh uh, show. So we had some people coming over. And a lot of people were just our friends, just curious, like, oh, you guys are doing it on Facebook now. So yeah. that helped. But then sometimes when I try, like, let's say I'm doing my own thing with music and I'm are doing video games, sometimes I'll just be sitting there for, like, 20 minutes and someone finally shows up <laughs> <laughs> oh hey <laughs> at least with video games you can like keep play you can keep playing the game and you know you're you don't have to really think about it but like if you're trying to play music on there or try to figure out and nobody's coming around you're like man i must be terrible at music. <laughs> so it, like I, I like trying everything just like because I, I like uh i don't know what's that where you you like feeling the burn of people like being denied so the kids either like, drive and keep push trying harder so like oh man yeah like a like a performance masochist yeah like you gotta like well i guess you guys probably because you guys you stand up like that i that i couldn't not like, like oh yeah like, like hell no i'm not i need a you script. probably get addicted if you like yeah. if you like the feeling the burn <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's like the masochistic part is like yeah, yeah like but, especially like tonight it was just like like we knew it was gonna suck right off the bat. Like oh, after yeah. after uh, the the host was going on, like the other comedians were like, "Man, you must be excited to get up there, you know? Like it's just gonna suck." But... Oh, Joel Jeffries, you must be real excited to get up there. <laughs> yeah, that's my person, Joel Jeffries. In your face. <laughs> I don't know why I gave the microphone. I hope you hear this, Joel Jeffries, if you're listening. <sighs> yeah, freaking yeah, freaking yeah. I'm having a good time over here. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, with that, with the, with that show, like, you guys get like a bunch of different people from all over the country too, right? Uh, yeah. Well, at first it was just um, the, the people who were listening locally, and mostly our friends at first, and then it's started getting shared on different Facebook groups, and then it's all of a sudden like we start to get regulars from Arizona for a bit, and then they'd be in Nav Navajo, and then we greeting us like yeah, oh, yeah. and like help and trying to help us like well how do you say this and then they type it in and then we try to sound it out. oh that's fun and oh, yeah. then now we got like a, a little cluster of fans from uh navajo country and then now we're starting to get some from oneida like i don't know anything about oneida uh, about oneida so, oh, and then, uh, right. but now i'm learning because of that and then all of a sudden we have another new regular that's been in our chat room the last few shows, he's from Hawaii, so I was like, Hawaii. okay, like we're starting to go international here. Like, let's get some Mars in here. Oh yeah, yeah. I think cool. we feel extra indigenous. <laughs> Stand up for the indigenous peoples across the world. Yeah, yeah. Snoop Dogg about it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, he was telling me about his numbers on the way here. Oh yeah. Freaking and like, what was it like? How many? Uh, Tell me again before. <laughs> At the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we had seven thousand, and that was built up after about five years of doing the show mm -hmm. and then um since then we're up to twelve thousand now so five thousand so about roughly half of our audience now is just from the pandemic and from oh. from, from facebook live getting yeah. some of that pandemic money yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, on top of them trudeau bucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like that so that's that's why it's getting international but it, it is kind of trippy because we call ourselves Indigenous Radio Show, but we only called it ourselves that because we were like the local radio show yeah. on the, um, the local CFCR, the community radio show, and like we're the Indigenous Radio Show of that station. But then now we're not on that station. We're like we're Indigenous Radio Show no. live stream, yeah. Yeah. and then people like at request songs for like, can you play? Can you play this song? Hey, I'll, 
like, how do I get my music on your radio show? I'm like, we're not actually a radio show. We've <laughs> <laughs> already been branded as a radio yeah, show. Yeah. Even oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of a pickle. <laughs> you're freaking, yes. you're doing us a favor coming on our show, yeah. giving your, your exposure to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to share the link, right? You're going to yeah. share the link, right? <laughs> like three times a week, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, I was on this podcast. <laughs> this this, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Man, they don't know about flies. <laughs> they come oh. in here with their fancy condenser mics. And <laughs> no one listening. <laughs> Man, you're an asshole, Corey. Jeez. <laughs> um, is there like, have you like Googled and is there like other indigenous radio shows? Like from around? Like, uh, I never, uh, well, I've, I probably have Googled the, the show just to, just to see. Uh, not recently, but I'd imagine there are I don't think there's anything brand branded it. Um, Wait, pop that ski and recorder on, mm-hmm. and then Google that that indigenous radio show. We'll we'll do this all together, yeah. and with you at home in the pop up because of Musquilla Oh yeah, shout out to Musquilla Raw. Freaking, he's our audio engineer. All these sweet mics are because of him, and this yeah. And shout out to Doug, old Dougie boy. Yours is first one that comes up. Ooh. Whoa, deadly. That's and real. Then, deadly. And there's like some CBC links. But yeah, I just it, I think it just actually looking up different podcasts and radio shows that are indigenous, but none that are actually say specifically indigenous, indigenous radio. radio. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a deadly name you guys got for sure. Yeah, man. like the, I was almost gonna be like, I wonder if like, like almost like every little reserve station calls their has a show called <laughs> the Indigenous <laughs> Radio Show. There's just like twenty thousand shows throughout the world. <laughs> No way! I think because they they all they all be like every indigenous radio station I know they always have the sweet four letter name K H D P T H E News Radio something or N I D I T L Buffalo Narrows Radio. It's gotta you gotta have a sweet you know. There's never there's never there's never a T H Q Beaver Creek Radio. You know. Yeah, I think the thing about that's intimidating now. That's called the Indigenous Radio Show. It's like we try to live up. How do you live up to the do name? Do you be the premier? <laughs> I know. And then, like, because really, what the show is, it's usually just me, and my dad, and my stepmom just talking, just hanging, just hanging around the table like we are right now. We just talk about things. Like, obviously, sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, then a lot of times it was guests that we'd have, and we haven't had guests yet. Where I'm, I'm hoping we can get some on soon. Uh, yeah. Just the, t- the technical side, making sure it all works, but. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like trying to, so if someone comes in, like sometimes people come in the comment section, just like, what about treaty number, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, like, like, oh. Well, they're definitely like from Sitsuka. (laughs) (laughs) And like, oh, I don't know. It's like, there's always that one native. (laughs) It's you gets if you watch this. (laughs) I just say like, oh, I don't know about that. Tell us about that. So-and-so. What about treaty, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I think they think we're just a big hardcore like activist show, but really we're just like a like a kitchen table, yeah, family discussion kind of thing. You were kind of a hardcore activist people though growing up though too, hey. A bit. You um, took me to that Wasasi place. There was a that meeting or whatever. Yeah, um, my my brother and my mom got really were really into like uh, war society stuff. My my brother did some stuff in the states, some training, and. Like uh, we we were all kind of and then because they they brought that like that Wasazi with uh, Doctor Taiki Alfred he that was his kind of 
his philosophy he was promoting and i think i was like 13 14 when this stuff was all going down and then so like the so like like for a good like six seven years after that i was still like just super like red power that red kind power. of things and then then all of a sudden like oh i'm an adult and i have to make real adult decisions <laughs> like oh that's not how it all actually works <laughs> works and all of a sudden your attitudes start to change and your opinions start to change so but it still it still pops up once in a while yeah, yeah, though yeah. like there's obviously a ton of current events and the blood gets boiling yeah, yeah there's some mm-hmm. some heavy stuff going on and out uh, out east right now and then so what do you do people like what are they they're looking for that hardcore edge like what do they say when you're watching your show uh i i, I don't i think i think that first they kind of stop by and then they kind of get the vibe that like sometimes we'll, we'll talk heavy for five minutes and then we'll then also we'll, we'll introduce a joke or mm. or start talking about something i like that joke time you guys yeah. Yeah, everybody's sitting your best jokes <laughs> yeah it's just to keep it keep it balanced and light because like but just just kind of a snapshot of that's how indigenous tables and families are mm. anyway like sometimes we're serious yeah <laughs> and super sometimes we're spiritual sometimes we're spooky sometimes we're, <laughs> sometimes we're hippie-ish and sometimes we're <laughs> fucking blacked out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one thing like a couple times we <laughs> yeah I, a couple times i i I, I, I partook, partook in a few drinks and went on the air on the radio. Oh, yeah. And, uh, we, got, and we haven't done that on the live stream because like, now they'd actually see us. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because you could just be getting litty in there. Yeah, you? so like, Oh, they're just sipping on probably my skeg tea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's feels... tea's good today, eh, Corey? That's my, that's my Curtis standing impression. I try to seem like I'm just real real humble on the show and then right after I just crack a beer open. <laughs> As soon as, as soon as like, okay, we'll see you guys Sunday. Exit. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, man, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still reeling from the fact that you guys known each other forever, man. Holy. <laughs> so wait, who won the two dollars? I did because I betrayed my country. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet, I bet on Shawn Michaels. <laughs> You're like, yeah, first name over country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he only won because they rung the bell and Bret Hart had him beat. Yeah. yeah. The what do you the mean bell. they rung the bell? What happened? It, this was like the Iron Man match. It was yeah. like the famous, like, they fought for an hour to see who, how many. They had an hour long match. Yeah. And then they went into overtime. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, like, Bret Hart, like, was about he was like trying to walk away that like he was like we did our time i'm what i like you couldn't beat me and then they're like this match must continue and then he, he went in and ended up getting super kicked <laughs> and then it was over it was like it was such good storytelling so if, if you're fans of both guys because both guys were baby faces yeah. like you're both equally mad at the other side like, he had him beat <laughs> Doesn't matter, Sean Pinder. <laughs> what do you mean? What, okay, what happened? Take me through what happened. So, so you had him beat. So, what? No. So what happens is it's sixty minutes, and the way the rules are, every it's how many pinfalls you can get. So if you pin the guy like three times, that you get three points, like that kind oh, of thing. Oh, so Sean Michael. No, no. And what happened is they went full sixty minutes, and neither of them pinned each other. So it was that zero. Oh. And then Bret Hart finally got Sean Michaels in the sharpshooter, and so like, okay, it's gonna end here. And then the clock ran out. And then they're like, oh, like, like, oh, <laughs> but then it was overtime. Yeah. And then yeah. Sean, Sean didn't beat Brett. The match is over. So Brett walks up the aisle like he, like he, he didn't, he didn't get beat. And yeah. then 
then this match must continue. <laughs> 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 so they're like, yeah, Brett didn't lose the title. I was like, what? No, no. Sean wins. Fuck. <laughs> and Sean super, super kicked him, then pinned him when he's knocked out or something? Or? Sean just beat him. Yeah. yeah, just super kicked him and pinned him. Oh. And he wasn't looking, he wasn't ready? Um, I can't remember how. I think that might have been it. I just. I haven't watched it since then. <laughs> oh, no, man, so yeah. Long. Sounds epic, though, holy. And you've got the two dollies. And you have a Grammy win. Never given away, This is two dollars you didn't earn. <laughs> I think, like, yeah, like, like 20 years later, me and Sean had a $2 bet again, and it was. Uh, it was John Cena versus The Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then I, so I got the $2. <laughs> yeah, you got it back. Sean, <laughs> wait, so, wait, Rock versus John Cena? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, John Cena was in the same, was in wrestling the same time The Rock was, or did like, Rock, the come Rock, back? Came Rock back? The Rock came back. Like, the Rock came back. The Rock came back. I thought he was a guy. <laughs> they, he was, it was supposed to be like, like, you know, The Rock fought, fought Hogan. Mm-hmm. And then, so like the Rock was supposed to be back, come back, and it was gonna be like John Cena versus The Rock was oh. like the new like, match of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, this is just Generations Legend against Last Generations Legend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is he gonna ever come back to wrestling? The Rock? He's way bigger now than he ever was. Like, isn't mm-hmm. he like big as big as Brock Lesnar now? He might. Um, Huge. Like, if he if he would, it'd have to be in the next year or two because he's getting pretty. Old. Up there in age. Oh man, whoever they all wrestle forever. Undertaker wrestles until he's seventy six, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's the Rock because he's like, I think the insurance on him is like because because oh, there's there's so many projects right. down the line, and I think the last time he wrestled because they fought one year apart, and that like they fought one WrestleMania and then they had a rematch next year. Then John Cena won that, and then that was like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, my yeah. passing of the torch. Oh okay. Yeah. But then the Rock, I guess he tore like a bunch of like his pec, his like his muscles here the six pack oh, and then no. it, it screwed up like filming on shows and stuff like that so Holy. it screws up a bunch of things so like that his agents and people around him might just say yeah. no 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 it's too risky it's, it, yeah. the rock tearing muscles costs people money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man that's crazy rocky so you got a you got a story from back in the day or a fun funny story Corey? <laughs> story time. Yeah, it's story time. <laughs> story. Just to... you, you can talk about lots of things. Like we, we did our first sets last time, hey? So with, with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, you you've done music. You've done you've done acting. Uh, you've got lots of you. Because you kind of talked about doing your first radio show. You can you can talk about our first one. It was um, my I only. My dad was doing the show like on on his own, and he did the training at CFCR. Then he, he convinced him to get do the radio show. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I kind of just went there to support him, and like I was like, okay, I'll just help you on the, help you just get get going, and then that'll be it. Just, I'll I'll come with you for maybe this show, maybe a couple shows, just so he can help you fill out the paperwork, do whatever, just so you can get a rhythm going. Yeah, yeah. and then he was so like 
flustered and like the, the very first show i didn't even go on the air i was just helping him out and the very first thing he said after the first song he's like all right you're listening to c95 and i was like C-, and i'm off i'm off side cfcr he's like he's like he's like fuck i mean i mean <laughs> so like getting cds ready for him and then the next time he's like and he's like running out of things like he's like points to the mic say something i'm trying to say I, I need to get this song loaded so then i just jumped on the air started talking he started filling started killing time while he's trying to get the song loaded to the next thing and he's trying to figure out how it works that's so funny (laughs) i remember like like in the early shows it'd be funny because you'd be listening and then and then curtis would just be like Come on, Corey. <laughs> Try to get you to talk. <laughs> oh, you guys are so smooth now. It's so funny. That makes it even like just so funny to see you guys. Curtis just, oh, Corey, come on. <laughs> I was like, what world is he in? Like, all right, this is a C9 fact. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like living his first dream his first time doing the radio show alright that's Curtis is like he's pretty like he's pretty deadly in like the way like he can keep his composure <laughs> in like certain situations cause like when we were like working on the Inspire Awards it was like me uh, Chris and Curtis all went mm-hmm. and then there was like the day of the show he was like in charge of like all these like the f- the flag carriers and everything and uh, all of a sudden like there was all this commotion over the intercom like uh, are the flag bearers traveling to the stages like where are they where ev- where is everyone and then all of a sudden <laughs> he comes on the radio because he's in charge of them and he's just real calm he's like everything's under control <laughs> and then just like yeah, like we were, me and chris were just listening we we're like hell yeah <laughs> yeah i think that's why it's so funny to hear that story because like i actually yeah the only way i know curtis is being this deadly guy you know he was like the gm of the casino he had a lot of charisma and power you know what i mean and yeah it's so funny to hear him just be like whoa God, <laughs> <laughs> so you weren't even a part of the radio show eh? it wasn't planned no, on you no just... it wasn't so I was helping him with the music then I was helping him find music uh, like cause he was just trying to get just to figure out how, we're just trying to figure out how it works basically that kind of thing right right like how to run the board then, then I then I the more I was on, then the the program director says like, okay, if you're gonna have Corey on there, he has to get the training. So I got the training, uh, and then I uh, and then I. Um, it was official. How yeah. long was that until you got the training? I think probably like just like a, uh, it's it's only like I think you have to do like two sessions, uh, with other hosts from the station. That's how they do it. Okay. Yeah. So I think it took me like like three weeks i kind of held off for a few few weeks just because i wasn't sure if i even wanted, you wanted to, to do get, it yeah, take yeah. A bigger part. well i know how long how long were, you, were your dad doing the show before you had to take the training probably just a month just a month oh okay so then like so a month of your dad and then then it was official a month into the show yeah i think like second week i was already on the air but just like really briefly just to kind of yeah fill fill time or something like Save that or that butt. was that uh, that song was so and so by so and so and then then after after a couple months of we got comfortable with that and then I think might have been your dad was your dad Chester Knight was might have been our first interview. That's right, you say his full name. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, I think he was one of our first interviews and we had him on the show and then that was the first time 
interviewing someone then like okay we try some other people because that's the nice thing my dad because he was a gm of a casino and he was a with Sega for so many years and not just about that he was into he was a into softball tournament he was an athlete he was into the hockey world he was in the powwow world mm. so he knows all these people and then that's when we just started like okay let's find don bernstick we'll go interview don bernstick oh yeah and what happens is we start interviewing more and more people and we start building confidence and then we started interviewing people we don't know just let's bring other people in the community out right they just just learn about everybody. Like, who's got some... Then after a while, if, if we're, if we're just interviewing people, like, anyone we, we, we think would be a good interview, then we start to make... I was like, okay, who's actually got a product out right now? Uh. It's like, like, like someone, like a musician might say, hey, can you come Can you come on my, Can I come on your show? And then we'd be like, well, we got to the point where we were like, okay, come on the show when you've got a song Something. to promote because it's better yeah. for you and us. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, especially better for the, for the performer, mm-hmm. the performer, because then they've got something to promote and then, because if they come on one week and then two months later, then they're like, they kind of come back on the show then for us, like, then it's like repeat guests. Yeah. And then, then I have to say no. <laughs> then like, oh, my song just came out and I couldn't even go and promote it. Yeah. So, so you start learning how to, how to piggy and then the, People, other people coming through town like mm. Bob Canoe's coming through town so then like and that's the weird thing because it's, it's Sundays oh wow and who, who the, whoever, who the heck is around on Sunday yeah so we have to keep our ear to the ground all the time like who's who's coming through where's events so like, it, that is a lot of work oh yeah for sure <laughs> and for me it I, I think what I kept kept on with the show is just because it made me really anchored in the community understand the community like mm. the way I never understood it before like what people are up to, what what their concerns are, and then after a while, you start going around. And people start t- telling you something to talk about, or you should talk about this and you should oh, talk about that, yeah. and then it's stuff you wouldn't really consider because, uh, like, even if you don't end up talking about it, you, you at least think about it, and you mm-hmm. start and you do your research, and like, oh, I don't want to talk about that because this is deeper. This is too deep for me to uh, really yeah. understand, and I feel irresponsible going on and talking about it when I have no idea what the heck this is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. On that yeah. note, should we talk lobsters? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, like, I, I felt I was kind. I know what he's talking about too, because like the very first time I went on the radio show, I just went on because I went to Standing Rock, and yeah. so I just went on to talk about that. Mm. But then I was also like, "Am I the one to be talking about Standing Rock?" <laughs> you know, like, yeah. but it was like, but then I was like, "Well, you were there, man. Do it." I was just talking myself into it. <laughs> I think in those situations, though, like, we always just think, um, like, because we try to see from, like, the eye level, like, just, like, we always come back to, like, the, the table conversation. So, Sean went to Standing Rock. So, we're not going to get him to, to talk everything about Standing Rock. We're just saying, what did he actually see? Uh, what did he observe? Yeah, How did yeah. he feel about it? And that's more interesting. Cause, plus, he, he's more, it's more truthful. Yeah. And then he doesn't have the pressure of being... Explain the whole standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah man. Oh man, like that's like we, me and Danny, like fucking just after when all this Black Lives Matters protest was going on, uh, local comedian Trevor Dean <laughs> invites us on to the, the his CFCR radio show, yeah. and we we go up on Zoom and it's to talk about racism. Yeah, and the first thing he's like, "So what's your guys' take on this whole situation?" Yeah. <laughs> and we're just like. Uh, no, we're yeah. not answering that. <laughs> You're an asshole, crazy piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that was really annoying. I was super annoyed. I had to actually like bounce out on his show. I was like, screw this, man. Like, yeah, no, I was like there for like, like 10 yeah. minutes by Go myself. read a book, Trevor Dean. There's lots. There. Go watch a few videos. There's a million videos, man. They don't need... I'll, 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 I'll botch it up, man. <laughs> We're about halfway through the show, so yeah, spark that other day. We should... Yeah. Yeah. You know what? We should, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, with this whole situation, like... Like, the, the nickel... Is like it features like Nova Scotia on the nickel, hey? The boat, yeah. Yeah, and now like this whole thing, like it, it, it's kind of like fitting because like Nova Scotia seems to be stuck back in the time when oh. a nickel could get you something, you know? <laughs> like... <laughs> Preach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, freaking stupid Nova Scotia. Oh my god. Well, I mean, like it's not everybody Nova Scotia, but man, those those commercial fishermen are really look making. Canada look real stupid right now, man. Holy crap! Everybody who thought we had a high, a high, a little on a high horse looking down in America, I know we've got the same problem up here, man. It's crazy, dude. It's just crazy how it escalates. Like, like I think it like it really kind of like hit like national waves a couple weeks ago when they had them like the, when they when they had that uh, barricade. Basically, they had all the boats lined up so that they couldn't move or something like yeah that. yeah, yeah. Like, like, those oh. those stupid fishermen were like we'll give those indians a taste of their own medicine <laughs> we're gonna block it we're gonna have a blockade <laughs> yeah we're... no way they're newbies they'd be like yeah don't have their blockade there when them indians don't taste their medicine <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry no discussions <laughs> yeah like that was like like holy cow like that video like you see that one kid and you think like you're watching a video like from the 60s or something like the the way that that kid's acting to the at the standoff Ooh. he's like um there's like a bunch of fishermen and then there's like indigenous people and and then the one guy just starts mocking them and it's like oh what are you doing gonna cast a spill on us yeah. and it's just like man what like, are you still in the 60s <laughs> <laughs> what the hell <laughs> and he's just surrounded by all these other fishermen mm. you're just like you you know, he's only being brave like that. There's <laughs> all these dudes, yeah. man, yeah. Well, yeah, and then there was that other guy. He was like, you smoking the peace pipe? But then you could tell he sees someone recording him, and he's kind of like, ooh, like, I just said that on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a dick. And, like, that guy's, like, totally, his face is totally viral all over Canada being a dick like that. <laughs> Put that on Reddit, like watch people die inside. Oh shit, I'm actually a racist. See, <laughs> 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 I'm finding it out. And then, like, every, then, like, a couple days ago, like, um, like when they were doing all the stuff to the lobster and, like, blocking those guys, and the next day, then the, then the one guy punches the chief, and then, like, yeah. and, like each day, the last, like, week it's just escalates more and more and more. more, and, more. more and then, like, this morning, I'm like, like well, it's got to chill out now, all of a sudden. Built like they they torched the building and then yeah. like the headline it's like it's like they're they, they said uh, like they they have they don't they haven't suspected yet if, if it's arson or so something. They like, you're like come on you're like come on yeah. like, what the hell like well that was the that? biggest part like how do you know the Indians didn't set fire to their own warehouse yeah. those crafty Indians and then like in the headline too it says one injured so right away people like spark sympathy thinking someone like was injured on the good side or whatever but then if you read the article it, like the person who was injured is like a suspect oh yeah. that's a pretty wow how stupid are they oh my god they're stupid enough to be racist that's for sure not to understand the treaties so they, I guess they would be stupid enough to hurt themselves 
Oh, I'm fucking setting something on fire, man. Crazy, man. It's like angry and funny at the same time. You know, it's this weird line. <laughs> so, like, so the dude started the fire. One of the dudes, some of the suspects burned himself, or like, did he fall, or what is it? Yeah, this I think he, one of, yeah, someone got injured in the process of burning it. But you're like, man, like, I was like, like, I woke up and I was, I was like, pretty, like, I saw, like, I was still awake when those news articles were coming on, because, like, Nova Scotia's right. time zone, like, mm. I was like, there, like, four o'clock in the morning this time, and I was like, it almost didn't seem real at like you seen that like they oh they actually burnt down the buildings and then you wake up and see that it did happen it's just like like that's kind of like an act of war on indigenous people you know like and it's just like we're just kind of sitting here that's exactly like, what my mom, de- dealing my mom with said. it you know yeah. like yeah. exactly what my mom said what i i woke up uh like around one today then i, I opened and then i my dad had already shared on the just radio show so I, I found out on the just radio show that i was like Shit. oh and then i was like like what the hell? Then I went upstairs. I was like, "Hey, hey, mom, look what's going on here." She's like, "Yep, it's an act." Of, it's like they're they're it's like an act of war, and I was just like, "Oh man, like it's getting in worse." And I was talking to Danny on the way here about how I seen a friend of mine and a cousin of mine. They were because my 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 friend posted about about it and just saying I was like, just about how awful it is, and then. And then my cousin came in and says like, "Well, what are you gonna what What are you gonna do about it? You're gonna just gonna just stand around like the RCP and do nothing." Mm-hmm. And then also they went on this big discussion talking about it, like mm-hmm. you know, like and the guys because he was basically responded and saying like, "It's like, well, I got I got a family. I got it's like we're in a pandemic and these things are." I was like, "It's pretty pretty tough." To, yeah, <laughs> that's like I was I could understand both sides. Uh, about what they're what they're saying and it's like and how, it gets frustrating because like your 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 blood's boiling when you're reading these things and watching these images but then you feel helpless because they're like oh right we're in a pandemic and i gotta <laughs> i gotta make sure my family's safe and mm-hmm. i'm safe and my my friends are safe and then but how do you support like no you, you just send money <laughs> i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah send money raise awareness really gotta keep posting keep posting at least yeah. I have a get those freaking white boys and antifa yeah. over there making human like, shields yeah. between the lobsters and I was the people just <laughs> or fucking i don't know yeah. get to get a necromancer summon peacemaker peacemakers like, can we chill out man <laughs> really like honestly like how do like it's just so annoying how these 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 commercial fishermen can just keep Getting ever increasingly aggressive, increasingly violent, increasingly uh, your uh, what's that like like you can't there's no reasoning with them you know what I mean they yeah. just want this over and and it's so it's just like oh and it's so like hypocritical too because like overfishing is is because of commercial you know what I mean like like however many uh, like like uh, indigenous people are only like three point four or four point three of the Canada's population right so you got four point three percent of all commercial fishermen. Uh, fishing <coughs> in these off seasons, right? You know what I mean. And then the camera's like, "Well, they're going to overfish and kill the lobster." It's like, "Well, you didn't put the lobsters back in the fish. You know, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't set all those lobsters lobsters free and then set the thing on fire." You know what I mean? You didn't. And then you see the pictures of all those lobsters just all over the ground, wasted, all this shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like all their arguments, all this moral high ground is not there. They're just there because they don't like Indians fishing because they can't, and like because they just think that's unfair because they don't understand, like. 
that they have the vast majority of, of fishing and the opportunity to fish and all that stuff. And all these indi- all these indigenous fishers haven't been fishing for as long as these commercial fishers. They've been only only now recently because of all our all our fucking. I'm going off on tangents, yeah. boys, man. Either way, <laughs> they haven't been exercising this right as long as in in the in the, in the commercial in the way that commercial fishing people exercises their right to fish, and it's completely immoral. Yeah. Oh, like hasn't it only been like recently that they were awarded the court case that they could go through with? Yeah. The fi- and they waited twelve years to actually start fishing. Yeah. And they're still getting all this like, like uh, resistance. Mm-hmm. So it's just like. It, like 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 when I like I try I haven't really till right now really tried to put my brain inside like one of those fishermen like what what's going through their brain I'm like like where's the logic in it like there's no there's like like why would you really care like is it really is it really that big of a deal like okay yeah like okay they're fi- they're they're fishing out of season like for how much they fish and how much they take in like it's like a it's like a minuscule fraction of the whole thing it's like like, it would take a lot for me, but but maybe it's from being indigenous. You're you're so used to having so little that you don't you don't value that very little bit. <laughs> like you're like, oh, I could get by with this little pile anyway. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you have this big pile of stuff, and you're like, like if I have a bunch of money and I lose a couple of dollars, I'm not even gonna blink twice about it because I don't care about it that much. And then like, but that's that's how I see these fishermen. They have this big pile of money, and then. Oh, someone took a couple bucks off the table, and it's like, and they're just, just focusing. Yeah, it's like these guys got this, like a little, like a little, a little hungry hippo, and they got this big shovel of things, and they're just like, we're a freaking loser. Yeah. Freaking stupid assholes. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much free time do they have? Like, I, I, I'm sure they have the political per- persuasion to be like, these guys are going out protesting Black yeah. Lives Matter. Get a job. Well, they're, what are you doing? And you're like, just as bad. You know what I mean? Like, sure, they're, they're setting, uh, like, symbol, symbolic police departments on fire, right? You're setting somebody's, uh, what you are getting mad about, your livelihood. That's what the whole argument is about. You're setting their livelihood on fire. Mm-hmm. Just put it on a cup. Yeah, just throw it back on them in the comment section. And it's like, why don't you just go to work? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, get a job, man. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, it's just, it's, I, there's, I don't know, it's like one-third of non-Indigenous people are freaking evil or something. I don't know, mm-hmm. just dumb. It's, it's, or, or I don't know, like, I don't know, how could you be, how could you be that way? Like, I don't understand. It's just so greedy. Like, I don't understand. Like, they're making money, you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Like, you guys are like, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know. I just can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, well, I got, I, considering, like, the news that happened today, and then I had this comedy show, and the comedy show was at Outlaws. It's like the country bars <laughs> of Saskatoon. And, yeah. Now that I think of it, me and Kashina are probably the only people of color in the room. <laughs> Except like these, there was like a, a table of Filipinos, but they were like all like these, yeah, they, they were like workers that worked with Courtney at a restaurant. Oh, okay. And um, so then um, I was like, Daryl went on first and then I went on and like the crowd was like almost like heckling him. And then when I went on, um 
like it was it was pretty shitty like there was like this one table of uh drunk girls that kept yelling out stuff they were kind of like like they they were still in that like high school girl mentality you know <laughs> like they just wanted to be the center of attention and they were like yelling out stuff like and um so this was like this was like so annoying because like i was trying to gain momentum in my set and then like uh, I, I ended up doing like a couple good jokes in a row that like got people like to pay attention and then all of a sudden this guy comes and he comes with a fucking ladder and he starts he like plops the ladder like right in front of me and then I'm like I'm like what the hell and then I'm just like what's going on here fucking maintenance and then like the people start laughing and I'm just like and then the guy's like he's like oh he's like oh we just gotta fix this and then like I thought he was gonna fix the disco ball I was like we need the disco ball right now like he's like, he's like no I'm trying to fix the light so we could see you and then like I look at like the one sound guy and he's just like uh, uh. and then I just like pulled total diva I was like I was like no we'll wait we'll wait till they finish and then like I like went and stood by like the side of the stage and like with my arms crossed kind of like staring at the audience and I was like it's like pretty fun eh it's like I tell you about the specials right now but I don't know that I'm just like being a dick I was being like a grade a dick and then and then like because I was like super annoyed because like in my set like I had the jokes lined up like I was gaining momentum and then I was gonna do uh, this rare white buffalo bit that I do mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, when they like take the ladder out of the way and then like everyone starts clapping but then like there's a lot of talking still and I'm, and then I do the, the joke that like starts off like I'm a single native in my 30s with no kids I'm like a rare white buffalo this this fucking chick yells out white power what the f yeah, <laughs> like, I, I just like I was like what like I didn't even like I just like totally like kept going and I was like what the fuck and then in my joke too like um when uh I'm like no one's trying to smoke my meat the girl like yells out your wiener meats and then I'm just like what the fuck Yikes. and then like and then like after I'm just kind of like wondering and then I I asked I was like Takashina I was like I was like, yo, when I was like, when I said, I'm like a rare white buffalo, did you hear someone yell white power? And she's like, I think I did. <laughs> and I was just like, what the oh. fuck? Like, it was just like, yeah. <laughs> just like, so, and then I was just like, that totally just like, like, yeah, just killed the night. Like, you know, because like, it was supposed to be a fundraiser for like a tombstone for someone that like, we all cared about. But then like, I guess, like, these people just wanted to sit there and drink and stuff. And, like, the comedy came second. But, like, Yo, holy fuck. It was... Leave it to Saskatchewan to get a good old white power. <laughs> no, and just a tombstone like... fundraiser. Yeah. It's a good morning and good night. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, like, like yeah, like, Joel, Joel Jeffrey was on there. And he's, like, he was, like, you guys really suck. And he's, like. We were supposed to have fun tonight. This is a fundraiser. And he's like, he's just like, I don't even want to do this. Right <laughs> yeah, I'll like... you, man. Holy. Yeah. Holy, yeah, man. Holy. What do you even say when someone says white power? Man? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I kind of was like, just like, 
Because, like, she was drunk, and, like, you could tell that she was kind of, like, you know? Like, she was like, what power? <laughs> you know? And I'm just like, did that just happen? I'm just, like, doing my joke. And then the other one says, wiener meat. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, I totally, like, screwed up the joke after that. But then it was just like, holy cow, I just was, like, taken aback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Holy, man. Holy you guys man. get much hecklers? <laughs> There's always one. There's always one in every show, pretty much. Well, like not like like for the comedy lab, no, you don't get hecklers. Uh, for like the buds, maybe every once in a while, the brain guy will come, you know. But mostly you don't. But what we do shows like at the comedy <laughs> lab, man. When there's a heckler every night, man. Uh, but you know, you get good. You get good at making them shut up. You know, <laughs> builds up your armor. Yeah, builds up your armor, and it's, you, and when you handle a heckler, man, you look way cooler on stage. Like I've had some good nights, man. I've had, mm-hmm. and I've, I had not. I didn't have a terrible night with the heckler. Like, I haven't been like you know beat by heckler yet. Yeah, that's like smart ass will come. That's like my like yeah. uh, fear too. It's come close a few times, though, yeah. But, uh... Yeah. It's like when you... if you, The more you engage... <gasps> oh, I got a good story! <laughs> Man, okay. In all the vein. Sorry, yeah. Yes! Man! <laughs> Dude, heckler, heckler time? Heckler story. Copper mug? Remember that time with that lady who used to, she used to work with me or whatever? Freaking dude, it's it's on camera too. We have a Joel Joel Semchuk, the weirdo, has it, has it on DVD. Freaking yeah! Uh, so what? Be, before I started working at, or, or right when I started working at GTNT, freaking there was this lady there. Oh, what's her name? Uh, but she was the secretary uh, before your mom. Anyways, uh, I remember you know yeah. Anyways. She was like, she was. I thought she was really cool. She was super nice the whole time. <laughs> like we worked together, and then she, then she like she left the work, and then like, okay, it is what it is, right? You know what I mean. And then fast forward to like, was it last year at the Copper Mug? Yeah. So I had hadn't worked at the theater for like three to four years now. Yeah. Like you were, you're, you started doing my job, or my, well, my job. You started. You're the pub. You're the publicist. Freaking. Yeah. You're the publicist guy, and then. uh Freaking so, but she all of a sudden she shows up out of nowhere, and she was super cool, man. She was super cool at first. Like we get into the copper mug and like how we had it set up. Like your dad came there one time, and but we had a little. It was like a little box. We had a little corner in the box, and um, anyways, and we had these like tables here. And then all of a sudden she's there, and she's like, "Hey, Danny." I'm like, "Hey," I didn't recognize her, but it's like it's me, like blah 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 from the theater. And I'm like, "Oh," and we had a great rapport. It was awesome. <laughs> and uh, and the night goes on, and she's having more drinks, and we're having, all having a good time, and then all of a sudden, she's just like, "Fuck you, daddy! You freaking stole my job!" <laughs> and I was like, hey, "What?" <laughs> it was crazy, man. I was like, "I didn't. What do you mean? You you were the secretary?" She's like, "No." Man, I went to university, and I was a publicist, and I applied to publicist, but then they asked me to be a secretary, then all of a sudden, they're like, well, that's how you're doing it. This happened while you, during your set? Yeah, man, I have it all video, dude, like, it's crazy, dude, like, it was, and, like, and then, like, so she does this thing, and, and like, well, it's kind of my fault, too, because I was, like, you know, you, you live and learn, right, but, like, when she said "fuck you, Danny," she wasn't. She didn't say that from sitting. She was. She actually said, "Hey, can I come up? It's open mic, right?" Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 
Roger, I know you. And then she was like, I tell you a story about Danny. Fuck you. And then it came. came. Yeah. And then she's like, she told me all this backstory that I didn't know. That yeah, you know, like that she applied for the job. She had the degree for the job. And then Alan and Curtis thought she should be the secretary. Oh. And then like, yeah. And then like, yeah. So I didn't know all of that. <laughs> like that was all the subtext of me coming into the job, man. Like, yeah. and, like I was like learning on my feet, right? You know what I mean? I had a bit of experience from the from my from my residency at Persephone, but, like, it was, like, it was pretty fun, it was cool, it was scary, but, yeah, but then she had all this, she harbored all this, really good at hiding it, man, like, holy. Wow. And then she just got drunk in the night, and then it just all came out, and, yeah, so that she did all this thing, and then eventually, like, I got the mic from her, and then she's, like, and then, oh, I burned her super good, man, I had a, I can't remember right now, uh, but it was dope, it's some dope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, but then, but then, yeah, Joel went on after, right, and then, and she didn't shut up on Joel Semchuk's set, and Joel just completely obliterated her, man. Like, because she didn't want to shut up, man. And it was, and then like, then Bazaar went on, and then and then everybody ended up just ripping on her, and it's all on videotape, and it's all like this most beautiful moment of my life. Like, I, yeah. like, like I thought like when I was doing my set, like I didn't know like I know everybody was my friend, but I didn't know everybody was like was like my, my bro, like like, because <laughs> yeah. like, it, it was like weird, because I was like it was I was taken aback, I was shocked, right? So I didn't really have like a, a, a like a thing for her right yeah and i sit down and everybody else just like kind of stands up and makes fun of her and makes her feel like crap and then eventually oh right oh, okay the bald-headed dudes that come to our show at the capitol that's this woman that's that's yeah so yeah so he yeah oh i'm just connecting the dots now like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he was the, he brought her and he because he'd come a couple times and he's like oh he's like come check out the Sugar show, so that's the connection to her. that's why she showed up and then yeah but after that night they never brought her back and they yeah. they still kept coming to the show. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Yeah, those are my home dogs. I made fun of them last time. I was like, my bald white boys. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they came loyal after that. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. They must have been having a real good time that night. Just they're getting roasted. Oh god. <sighs> yeah, so yeah, so that's the time. Yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> Man. I think the only time I had a, a real heckler, like a full on heckler, but I, it wasn't, of course, wasted. <laughs> I was doing a show called Popcorn Elder at, for GTNT, and um, I was just an actor at the time, and uh, it's a pretty heavy play, very serious. There's very, like, there's some comedy in it, but it's. It's like sprinkled on top of some mm, drama, heavy, drama heavy, heavy drama. And um, the artistic director, uh, he he decided just to be generous to a guy coming by on the street. And he's like, hey, come see the show. How, like, we'll give you a free ticket. Have a, have a seat. And the guy was three sheets to the wind. And oh, uh, the whole show, because like, my character is like, as, as like the stress continues, he starts drinking. He's not supposed to be drinking. And then... And then he has to make a comment. Any every single thing I say, he has a comment oh, in man. between. And I was like, and then uh, some of the other actors, they were they were saying like when they're on stage, we were all like in positions where nobody could go and just tell this guy to shut up or remove him. Mm-hmm. And we let the stage manager, we know, let everyone know like because it's two act shows. Like it's like there's a guy heckling, make him stop. Like yeah. make him stop heckling us. Like he's he's drunk. He's never been to a theater show in his life. This isn't like a regular heck like that. The situation <laughs> like this guy's gonna keep heckless us all night and then we oh, had to do this big serious scene and um me and my my uh acting partner uh for the scene was uh crystal peterson and Shout she out, had, yo, yeah, and she had her family like 
traveled to come see the show. Oh, so this, was the this is the night they come to see the show. Yeah, and and we just powered through, and I could just see it in her face. She was just so angry and heartbroken while we're doing like we're acting. For me, like I was like, okay, I'm I'm used to doing with uh, drunks and hecklers from being a bar musician, a country bar musician. So I'm used to I'm used to that. Mm-hmm. But I was like I was like this is not <laughs> a situation. Dang. She's probably not used to it, but I know. And the performance was extra special to her, and it was completely ruined. Holy! <laughs> and, and for me, I just like took it that as like that that uh, added to my armor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, heckle me all you want, I don't care. <laughs> but it comes with just situations. You got to keep going on stage as much as you can, like even though shitty sometimes. <laughs> At least when you're a comedian, you can say something. Yeah, you can whip back, bam, bam. Yeah, like. How for you, like as a musician, like what did like people say to you? Oh, sometimes it's usually just like people want to hear songs that you don't know how to play. And oh, yeah. They just they're just they're just unreasonable. You just tell them, oh, I don't know that song, and then they just become a complete mm-hmm. asshole to you. Depends on like uh, if I play at Stan's place, it's a low stage, so like people, everyone wants to just jump on stage and start grabbing the mic while you're mm-hmm. singing. Oh, and then yeah. you can't do anything because you're holding a guitar and you're doing all these things. And mm-hmm. luckily, I start to figure out a like sign language with the bar staff. Oh, blah, yeah. blah, 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 look at me here. <laughs> That's this person. And they come and get rid of the person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you start mm-hmm. to figure that stuff out. But at least with the song, you could just keep playing. Yeah. And then everyone knows it's not your fault. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, someone get that drunk. And when, yeah. And when like you do it like that, it looks classy, you know, you know, yeah. like fighting a guy while you're playing a jam, you know. Yeah. Like I've been in that situation too. Like you learned the hard way where you just like yank the microwave. Like, yeah. You're like, like that. Push. Like I never pushed that one directly, but there's moments there like where I wanted to. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's even trickier, like especially when it's, when it's drunk girls, like, you don't, then you really don't want to put your hands on them yeah you yeah, be careful around the drunk girls quick. you know falling your arms falling yeah. in love you know <laughs> <laughs> you don't even want to, like you want to be like you don't even like give them like touch hey just yeah, hey, can you go down can you, can you just go down because like, that could just escalate just... very fast <laughs> <laughs> like don't touch very <laughs> oh, no no I knew the shoulder sorry I touched your skin by accident but like the acting was tough because you, you got to keep acting you can't do it <laughs> yeah man I just couldn't imagine that holy crap dude yeah holy that's not super crap man. but just yeah because yeah yeah dude yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so much to, there's so much to say like like just doing the show and like having like 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 you it's a good thing you know your lines and that's a good test you know what I mean oh yeah you know your lines and like when the dude's just sitting there yeah, well, I'd probably do that differently. <laughs> oh, give me that beer there, buddy. <laughs> oh, that's what he's saying. He's making like, jokes to you. Oh, he's too. cracking jokes the <laughs> whole, every line. Beer, you say something, oh he's, he's louder than us oh, when we're on stage. Yeah, you missed your chance, buddy. You're supposed to do... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people who would be really entertaining that kind of don't know where the stage is. <laughs> it's too bad. Buddy, just like, yeah, let's just get this vagabond who's gonna ruin the show. Uh, this is a responsible thing. This guy, <laughs> this guy who's obviously obliterated out of his mind, is gonna, yeah, he should come in and, oh, wow. 
we got we gotta spread the culture for yeah, that yeah. people. I was like, sometimes sometimes it's not the best thing to do. <laughs> it's timing, timing. Yeah, timing. It's not, you it's know, not the time to not do. The time. It. <laughs> it's not a dude who's like obliterated out of his mind. Yeah. Like, that guy. That's the guy you want in. But sometimes I like I like uh, what I like about touring uh, for GTNT is that we go to reserves that never have theater, so they don't have they have zero theater etiquette. Mm-hmm. There's no oh, yeah. there's like people this you'll, you'll be doing the show and a kid runs across the stage mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I I, I I I like that because like you're still you're you're learning as an actor how to adapt and not be like yeah. coddled by yeah. everything so you're still having to think on your feet and then still engage with that audience and don't don't get bitter with the audience because then you're gonna, it's gonna ruin your performance this <laughs> <laughs> so, like, one time when I was, do you ever do the christmas show whether we did it was it was it soto i think it was soto we went we were at ryan moccasins and, anyways that's his reserve we were at soto we did the show in soto were you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh and uh <laughs> when i came out on stage that dude's just like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> what what a dick. Kids that were in the front? He was like a great hater. <laughs> oh, yeah. But daddy came out because he was, he was playing a woman. Yeah. He was playing Claire. Came out yeah. as Claire. And I'm like, ooh, it's cold. And the guy's like, gross. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. I'm crazy. <laughs> Dad's crazy, I thought to myself. <laughs> But I, I like those situations because then you're it, it, it makes you makes you stronger performer. Yeah. But then when you're doing it like in your actual setting, like the black box theater, and then like this is this is my like my like my 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 one of my acting mentors, like the one that made me want to be an actor, was Raymond Montebetti, and he was in the front row in that one. Mm. And he came out back after show. He didn't even mention that guy at all. Mm. Like I kind of mentioned it. To the, to, he's like, it's like, oh man, he's like, I'm so proud of you. You've really grown as an actor. And I was like, yes, my my acting mentors like mm. he's like he's giving me compliments right now. I was like, I was like, oh well, sorry, you had to watch it with all that. Heckling, he's like, he's like, oh, don't even worry about it. That's that's <laughs> he's so cool. That's, that's like that's theater, <laughs> and, and then just like moved on. He didn't care about it, so he just watched the show. And didn't even think about the guy. I'm like, that's that's another level of patience. If you're an audience member and just don't care. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Holy, yeah. I'd imagine. I'm trying to imagine those other people sitting around. And why didn't anyone ever just tell him? Yeah. I'd be mad if I was. I would have like. I'm the yeah. type that would have been like, hey man. You need to shut up. I'd be like, I'd be like kicking him from behind. <laughs> I'm trying to watch this. <laughs> yeah. And fucking, those tickets weren't cheap too, man. Yeah. They were like, were they the $30 ones? No. Something like that, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was a good show, though. You did a really good job on that show, man. The show was tight, yo. It was a good script, too. Yeah, yeah. Chris did a good job on that one, too. Yeah, that was probably my, probably my favorite show I've done. Uh, it's like the one I wanted the most, too. Mm. Uh, when Kurt, uh, Curtis Petitus, when he first told me about his idea, he was just in the idea stages of the Popcorn Elevator play. He's like, I was like, I want to make a play about these fake, fake these fake uh, spiritual gurus because this yeah. is after this is after um, one of those people that wrote the secret. Yeah, I think he killed those people. Oh, some sweat lodge. some commercial sweat lodger. Yeah, <laughs> and then then people died in his sweat lodge. Yeah, then, he like made sweat lodges with yeah, plastic. So, so he wanted to make a, a a play about it, and then for me, like I I grew up in a, like a sweat culture and Sundance culture, so I was really like. I was like a f- personally offended by it as well, so I was like, okay, I want, I want to, I want to do that play. I want to tell mm-hmm, that story because mm-hmm. pe- people don't talk about these fake elders enough, like people who just 
instant elders, instant prayers, sell, make a quick buck uh, trying to sell it. And then when he, when, then when he, he gave me the audition, I, I was reading the audition and it's like, okay, when I'm reading the, like it's a father-son story, I'm going to be playing the son. I got a picture of father. I was like, I got a picture of someone like I actually know as an actor. I was like, Sam Bob. I'm going to pick Sam Bob just for my, while I'm reading it. I'm going to imagine I'm acting this scene with Sam Bob. Mm. And then when I got the role, I got mm-hmm. the part. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, okay, and your father's going to be Sam Bob. And I was like, this is my play. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm going to fucking work my ass off for this play. <laughs> that's baller, man. Holy, yeah. that's freaking super baller, man. Yeah, it's like weird how those things work out. But I was like, I can't believe Sam Bob. And now Sam Bob's a meme now. <laughs> yeah, he's a meme, man. He's the best Sam Bob, man. <laughs> he's such a cool guy too man like holy yeah he's he had such a look to him too man so yeah. funny so caring so loving too like oh man okay yeah he's a good guy oh yeah me and him hung out all the time after after the shows there's always it was always the same crew it was always me crystal uh peterson and and sam bob we just had, we just were super close to that whole whole run that's how i became friends with crystals like mm-hmm. i didn't really know like, i i I like met her like when I was in COV. Yeah, like mentor style. Yeah, yeah. and then it was even then it was just like just very briefly, nothing really. Mm-hmm. Like there was no connection or friendship really. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, just someone you know. She was a teacher first, <laughs> yeah. and then and then and then now we're like she's like just like a cousin, like a cousin or something. <laughs> like yeah. Super super bro. So like, but that's that's how that's how I got those relationships off. That's that the beauty point. of theater shows. Yeah, <laughs> the family ties yeah. that come with telling. Well, such a heavy story. I imagine you had to get really comfortable with each other to tell those and to get to those places and stuff like that. That's cool, man. Yeah, and it's like, even though it's like a father son story, we, it wasn't. We didn't bond like a father and son. It was more like, a, more like a, not even like a, like an uncle and not even an uncle nephew. It's more like a like a big bro and a little bro thing. Like, like he's like, the big bro actor. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, he was always challenging me before each show too. I was always asking me good questions. Just like right before we go on stage, he's like he's like, like. Like we're waiting, like 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 we're in places, mm-hmm. ready to go on, and he's like, he's like, hey Corey, he's like, what? You believe in love? And I was like, in true love. And I was like, uh, he's like, tell me after, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me at intermission, and then what a then guy. We go, then we go on stage, <laughs> and then I'm trying to act, and I'm thinking about this while we're acting, because <laughs> he wants an answer at intermission. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, that's so cool what a cool dude man it's triple yeah. cool man holy yeah so like he always just gave me a little give me a little bit more to work with even if I was like I don't know maybe if he was just reading my body language like I'm not into it or something I don't know I don't know what he read that off of me and just said that like, whatever oh, whatever he saw it was probably yeah. he's such a wise dude you know it's just yeah. whatever man that's so cool man yeah and then by the I come out the other side of the, that one show and I'm like yeah I believe it. I'm, I'm even deeper now <laughs> <laughs> Shit, he's just your master Roshi. Yeah. That'd be really cool, man. Jeez. Jeez, what a question to ask, man. I get thrown, thrown off. Like, what do you want? What am I? What's my first line? <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about that play, too, like, it's, a little, it's a very short, fu- funny story. Because Popcorn Elder, and my rules before a performance, I never eat before performance like an hour before. Mm-hmm. Cause I just want to make sure my throat's clear and I don't want it to affect my physical energy and I eat after the show. That's my routine. And then we doing our dress rehearsal, like a very last rehearsal before we bring it to an audience. And like uh, Juanita, she she's played uh, the local gossip gossip in the show. And then she 
she had this bag of popcorn. It's a little small bag of popcorn. And she's like, everyone going to have some. And, then, and I was like, no, I don't eat before the show. And right before I went on stage, I grabbed a piece of popcorn. And I had like this. And also a kernel right in the throat. Oh, the entire no. first act. Oh. <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> <laughs> trying to like say my lines and try to be serious because it's our last time to work with each other private, oh, privately. Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, god, god. I was like, you broke your rule, Corey. <laughs> Look what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Juanita was really cute in that show at the end there. That was cool. Yeah. Juanita. Yeah. Juanita. She's super cool. Oh, oh yeah. I was gonna say. I was like, um, about like, like, um. Like in our traditions, you know, like how it, like how that play was about how like people kind of disrespected the the term elder, yeah. And like, um, like we were with my dad. He's uh, seventy three, yeah. And he's like, like, like elder is like, it's definitely like a state of mind too. Like it's not like a certain age mm-hmm. you get because like. There'll be uh Oh we lost some light. Yeah. Oh <laughs> keep going. There'll be It's um, getting spooky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah, like some people he he was saying like it's funny because like we're interviewing someone that was younger than him who who considers themselves an elder. And he's like, That's the thing about Indian life, you know, like you could be seventy three and someone younger than you is an elder. <laughs> like, you know, like, but like with my dad, I'd say like, I'd say he's one of those types who just thinks of himself as young. So he, he doesn't like, yeah. Think of himself as an elder. He's got like that younger mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I view your dad. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like, I don't see him as, as an elder, but I didn't even know he was that old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doug, you looking good. <laughs> I thought like, 60s or something <laughs> but no like I, ne- I never got that like my, my grandpa's the same way same way he's past 75 uh i don't know how exactly how old he is but i know he's past 75 mm-hmm. and he's in he's in probably better shape than and like me my brother and my dad <laughs> like he's he's in better shape he can he's got better cardio and well, like yeah, my and dad like, has better cardio than me too yeah like he, he goes around like but then that's like he just moves all all the time and then the older i get the more like the more i look up to him just because i'm like because like you start to get up out of bed and you're like oh Ugh. god that hurts and like, yeah. then i look at my grandpa how the how the fuck do you keep moving like, just like <laughs> he's like you're still moving like like maybe he's not moving like he's 40 but he's moving around like he's 50 yeah <laughs> he's like he's like oh he's like pushing 80 oh. <laughs> i think he might be in his 80s actually even so yeah yeah well frick yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a funny story. Well, if you don't, if you don't use it, you lose it, right? And he doesn't. <laughs> and he doesn't act like an elder, like like a little bit more now. But it's more like lang- people ask him questions about language or oh, yeah. or just basic history stuff. But people more respect him on the business side because he was he helped uh, he helped start the FSIN. All oh years yeah, back. yeah, yeah. So, I see. I seen that picture. Was that you posted that picture or somebody else? Somebody else. But I seen that too. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. had like some of the originals. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Your dad's looking baller with those deadly glasses, man. Not your dad, but size looking baller with those deadly glasses. Man. That was trippy because I never seen him look that around that age. Like so, he must have been roughly around my age or maybe forty, somewhere between thirties and forties. Mm. Now, never. I've always seen pictures of him when he's a young man, like like out of the air force, and then. And then him as in like, like anything past like, eighties, eighties on, 
I never seen them in that time period. So I kind of look, just should be looking at them. And it made me feel lazy again. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, what the hell did I do? What the hell have I done? So yeah, far? your grandma said that this I and you're like yeah. doing the indigenous radio show. <laughs> like, I'm like, I guess that's cool. <laughs> yeah, man. No, yeah. We got my... all, it's all different. It's different times. You know what I mean? Like. And just, you could, uh, it's like you're doing your own thing in your life and that's your journey and that was your that's size journey back in the yeah. day man and like you tribute to him that's definitely though heck yeah heck yeah man <clears throat> yeah were you gonna say something oh yeah it's funny like um uh like about my dad we've <laughs> embarrassed him to oh, embarrass him a bit but like fuck I got kind of worried like of, of like now it's been like a month or so ago like uh he was complaining like he was having like eye pain and and stuff and like he he was like like just complaining but not telling me what happened Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden like i was kind of like thinking like oh shit like damn is this like old age now (laughs) (laughs) and then like and then all of a sudden he's just like oh when i was at the cabin i uh I uh, ran into a tree on a quad. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, what? Like, How old are you? Like, and he's just like, he's just like, just like, kind of like, put his head low after he said that. Like, he's just like, been on the down low. Like, he hasn't even told my auntie that. Like, <laughs> until like Thanksgiving when my mom just blurted out the whole story. <laughs> Your mom just ran him up. <laughs> and then I was just laughing. I was like, I was just like, you never told her, and then he's just like, well, she did. She didn't ask. Well, she didn't ask. Like you know, like there's older people that are, like there's like a, a weird moment where suddenly they just become old, like <laughs> over a week, like a, over the overnight, or like mm-hmm. you see them a week later, and also you just see them moving around, and you're like, oh, that person's old now. <laughs> yeah. and I saw, I, I thought, I thought it was happening in the moment, so I seen my grandpa, and he was like. Cause he he met us like for quick, quickly for supper, then left. But he would he wasn't staying for supper just to say hello, then walked off, and he was hobbling. Like I was like, oh, it was like like his spine was low, it was, oh, it was a little bit yeah. lower. Like he didn't have his posture he usually has. I was like I was like, mm. and I mentioned it to my dad. I was like, you know, his grandpa's side is kind of moving, a little slower now. He's like, yeah, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe it's like everybody has to go sometimes. So no who way. knows? Like maybe it's. Maybe it's the start, and then uh, <laughs> later on that night we're having supper with my grandpa's side, like another supper. Send you He's like, he's like, oh no, I, no, I missed the step and I, and I fell over and rolled oh, my yeah. leg, and I was like, was like Shh. this was like three, four years ago, and like he's still moving around like solid. Oh, like, man. But that was like my only time I ever thought I was like, oh, maybe grandpa's side is old. Doesn't <laughs> hurt his ankle. Dang man. Yeah, I'm got freaking. It's true though, man. You, you they they don't stop moving, man. Your dad and inside there, they keep going. Yeah, you do stop. There's this guy, Bill. You you, you know him. That he was a carpenter at the Perseth there. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, he 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 said if he didn't do anything for a day, his back starts seizing up, man. He's gonna keep moving. Yeah. Can't stop. Yeah, I'm freaking yeah. I need to move more. I moved to a new place. I don't smoke. I don't. I, don't, I can chill out and smoke, but now. Yeah, I don't go for my walks. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done my 10,000 steps since I moved into the place, man. I've nailed that shit, dude. Yeah, I got a calorie counter on my I, my watch. And because of the pandemic, I was eating. I, I I think I lost like 15 pounds right before the pandemic. 
between January and February, March, like I was working out, I was doing a lot of running. And then once the pandemic hit for like three months, the first three months is just ordering in every meal, every meal skipped is just eating, just getting fat. <laughs> getting I gained all that weight back plus another five, so I gained 20 pounds. And I was just, then I, I finally got a calorie calorie counter and it just keeps me moving all day. So I just like throughout the day and like that was like, I bought it like a couple months ago and I got most of it off now. So, but, but yeah, but that that's what I learned from having it. Like the old guys say, keep moving, keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, like, I don't really count steps. I just, like, keep moving. Mm-hmm. Just keep moving. Yeah. Get to move on, baby. Man, I finally hit, like, 10,000 steps for the first time in a while when I went to Banff this week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, okay. I swear, every time I go to Banff, I have, like, an awkward moment where I just feel like everyone around me is, like, super racist <laughs> and, just like, and it pisses me off and like i get in a mood and like holy cow like we went to this restaurant and it was like uh it looked busy but there were there were open tables and we had to do like the whole questionnaire and i'm, I'm with my girlfriend kashina and she's jamaican and so she's Jamaican yeah. crazy. <laughs> and so like we're kind of like we're like this mixed race couple and like everyone there is the other side of this. We were this mixed race. <laughs> 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 and then like but like just like looking in through the door, it's like it's pretty like overly white. And, uh, then uh like we answer the questions and give the info and then she's like, Okay, come to your table and then she like takes us like around to the back and, like, is going to put us, like, at the back, like, staring at, like, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I didn't even sit down. I was, like, uh, is there anywhere near the window? And then there's, like, a table just, like, wide open right by the window. And she puts us there. And she's, like, oh, you just scan, the, scan these things for your menus. And she just, like, walked away. And I was just, like... Fuck this place! <laughs> you know what I did for that moment? Like I just like I was sitting down and we were like looking at, and then we we're just like, I was just like before she could even they could even come and like take our drink orders. I was just like let's go, let's get out of here. <laughs> was, we originally wanted to go there for pizza, but the the pizza place was next door anyway. Oh, so then, yeah. but still, like I I would have left because I was just like, <laughs> I was just like what the fuck like. Gotta put us in the back corner, like, like, that. like, like, this sounds like a crazy story, but are you sure you didn't, like, just devise it because you were embarrassed that you went to the wrong, the wrong restaurant, and now you gotta tell us all this crazy racist story? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because like, it was funny. I sound like Ben Shapiro right now, don't I? Because <laughs> then, then we went to the, the pizza place, and the guy takes us around the corner, but it's like a nice corner, like you're facing a window and, mm. and the balcony. But Kashina, she doesn't sit down and she's like, is this okay? I did the in shot. Love you, Kashina. Love you. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is okay. <laughs> And I was just like all happy. I like sit down. I was like, yeah, we're facing the window. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome. Hell yeah. Do you have a time when you thought people were being racist maybe soon? Uh, the, probably the last time. Well, I don't go much uh, this year because of, well, <laughs> I, um, 
What the crazy Kylie's are just. Uh, Even that's a good oh, bad start. Crazy Kylie's. They just need one more K for it to be for sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like I was, uh, it was a it was a Friday, so like we're just spending, we're just in that spending mood, and we're, we're always stuck in the house, and and uh, and then the the kid of the house was 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 somewhere else, so we're like, oh, we actually have an afternoon just to relax. Like let's go and just spend money. Ah, that's what we did. So we went, to, we, money. went we went and bought furniture. We went and find just found. Holy! We were just like we we're just in that mood. And then we're just feeling good because we're just going places. <coughs> it's, it's like let's just let's just have fun here. And then let's just. And then we went. It's like let's, let's, it's like you know what else I need? I need I need a new I need a new receiver for my stereo. <laughs> and like that's like I've always I've, I've I've been holding it off. Let's just go. Let's go to Crazy Kylie's. So we're in a good mood. As soon as I walked in, braids out and everything like yeah, that. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I think even my, my bandana had like a Pendleton design. Like <laughs> just real and extra And I'm just like extra happy. I'm, like, I'm, I'm out in the boat. So then just right away, the, the cold stare. Uh, what do you want? What do you, what do you want? <laughs> like, what do you want? What do you need? Like, like, <laughs> like what, what do you need? What's like, what are you, what are you looking for? What kind of, what, like, what kind of space? Is it a house? Is it a car? What like this? And I was like, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna look around. I'm like, just gonna look around. Because I was like, I was walking in super you're happy. You're shaking your body. Like, 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 <laughs> I, I put the, the sanitizer like as in front of me. I was like, all happy. And then like I was like walking. And he's asking the question. I like, could just feel it, feel it, feel it, feel it. And as I'm walking around, I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you're like and sanitizing like, your hands, and he's looking at your hands like he's he's getting ready to steal with those hands. Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like slowly like turned around like started walking slowly towards the door my mom comes to the door because she's ready to spend money too she's like she's got her purse out and everything she's like ready to give her <laughs> and then she's like and i was like it's like uh let's go somewhere it's like it's like what's what's wrong i'm like ah i got the vibe and then, she, and then like okay and we turn around and then as we're going in of course i, I, I don't know what happened I, then we turn around we would go just go out back to the vehicle let's go somewhere so then of course, my mom had to go back inside. <laughs> I don't know what she said. Yeah. She said something. She's like, came back. And she's like, it's like, so what did you do? I was like, oh, I gave him attitude. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we, we were here to spend money. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the last time I felt it. I just, you just feel it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I hate it when you get the vibe, though. Yeah. The it's vibe. not the vibe you want to be vibing with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and who went to Best Buy? Went to the, we went to the chain. Ah, the chain. <laughs> and I got a, I got what I needed. Man, one time in like Christmas season, I stood in like the Apple section of Best Buy forever until someone helped me. Like, it was just like I swear it was like fifteen minutes. I was like just walking around, and I got everyone. They were just like help someone else, and then I was just like. Can I get this? Can I get this? That's what I just started saying. Can I get this? I want to buy this. <laughs> just being a dick. Yeah, being a dick. You kind of created that vibe. Right? <laughs> yeah. But they, but they were, they were inattentive to you, man. They should have got you. Like, That's weird because Best Buy, like, sometimes I don't like going there because... They're too attentive. Because they're too... Yeah, yeah they're like, hey, what do you want? Come well, yeah, this was like Christmas season. Hey, what do you want to get TV? Do you want to get like the whole... Living room two. And they, have, and they, have, they have like two guys for each section. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you just go, as if you're browsing, and they're you're just hoarding for sales. Just two hoarding. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? <laughs> what do you need? Yeah. 
Hey, I got a TV from Best Buy, man. Oh, dude, I was too, I was feeling pretty good about myself being off the grid from Amazon, right? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the t- I realized when I when I logged into my TV, it was like when they're Amazon Fire TV. Fire TV. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I yeah, it's, it's a good TV, but it's I expensive. It's that no, no, it's a good TV because for what it costs, because it's inexpensive. But then they got you out there. I know. They got me. That's, that's how you they got, got me, me, Jeff. That's how they got me into their ecosystem and yeah. their Amazon system. Now. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it started with that TV. <laughs> I just bought the TV. Did, unknowingly. It's a yeah. trick. It's All a sudden, trick. it's Amazon TV. You got to learn Amazon yeah. stuff. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm saving so much money. Ooh, Bob's Burgers, the entire series. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. It's like, get, get the Prime. Like, I don't need the Prime. I'm like, ooh. I was just binge watching all the old shows. Mm. Mm. <laughs> That's where, that's where my prime goes. To. <laughs> yeah. I don't have prime. Fuck prime. <laughs> Fuck prime. I'm so lonely with Netflix though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the TV. What are you what are you gaming on now? Right now, Star Wars Squadrons, right? Um, I was playing that streaming that right before came came over here. Then Call of Duty. I was out of Call of Duty for like seven years six seven years and yeah, yeah this year like they, they, they caught they got me <laughs> with what i they had a they had a free game for the month and it was like uh, a world war Two. i was like oh world war Two. i love i love world war Two movies mm. so they got me with the theme yeah and then i started playing it then i just kept playing it and playing it and playing it and then, <laughs> then once i pretty much ranked out everything on there then i was like what else like i do like Fine, I'll play Warzone. Then, then I started playing Warzone. Like, well, I want those guns faster. Oh, Modern, Modern Warfare. Let's just get this. Let's, you just, got let's just do it. Now I just play Call of Duty all the time. <laughs> and that's how it happens. Yeah. And that's how it happens. <laughs> and Mario 35, I'm addicted to that. So, yeah. yeah, I was playing Warzone for a while there. I'm buying the battle passes, but yeah, I can't. And it's just too big. It's too big just for Warzone. Like, I wasn't going yeah. to buy the full game, but you have to have the full game on your Xbox to play one mode. Yeah, like, every time they do an update, I have to delete, like, a big game, like, a major game. But yeah, like, I think I'm down to, like, Warzone and, like, five other games. Yeah, there. yeah, I know. It's a, just a travesty. <laughs> It honestly, I had to, it took up it took up all, almost all of my hard drive, and I deleted now. So many more games. I just have all these games I get to play now. Like I, like I'm playing State of Decay. I'm playing Borderlands Three. I'm playing Sekiro. Playing Dark Souls. Yeah, you know, it's going <laughs> off. I'm, I got this new game that I'm freaking this Monster Hunter World now. Ice World. Frostborn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna Are you gonna jump to the next gen? No, no, no. I'm, I'm puting it up. Yeah, it up. I actually saved money for the PS5, and then you saved money for the yeah, P- like idiots. And then, and then what? So far from what I've seen announced, everything I'm just it, that money's just gonna sit in my account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or just put it in your computer. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm still on the fence though. <laughs> like, get the computer. Get just buy like a baller power source. With that, with that, with that, with that, or or buy or buy a baller a baller CPU with that money because that CPU is gonna last like the next two consoles, right? Like, yeah, you know, there's no reason. Yeah, Absolutely there's nothing no I want to play on the PS Five or 
Or did the other one? Well, all the exclusives on the PS5 are on computer, man. Like, yeah. they always, like I, I wanted to buy a PS4 first, but then everybody bought an Xbox, so I bought an Xbox, right? And then and all these sweet games, like all these, uh, what's, that, what's, what's that? What's that one game? Just gonna know this. God of War, <laughs> Street Fighter, freaking uh, uh, Demon Souls. <laughs> Bloodborne. Okay, okay, but anyways, all these games I can't play. I still can't play these games. I'm big fans of those games, man. Like, Bloodborne's the one Dark Souls game that I can't play. You could probably play Bloodborne. Did you play Bloodborne? No. Not hardcore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get it, give me a camera, because I'm going to play to it, too. Yo, what that, up? The thing I want, might want now is, because now that, now that they own Bethesda, Microsoft, uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm like, if they, if they bring out Obsidian to make Fallout games again, I might have to do it. Because, <laughs> like, Fall, mm. Fallout New Vegas, that's one of my favorite games of all time. Where'd you get that PC, though, hey? Yeah, I, I, even the PC I'm running right now, I can I can play it, but I'm like, I've already played it so many... I've, there's too many video games, and there's not enough hours not in the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was for a while there, in pandemic, because there's all the time in the world to game. Man. If we don't get a... Shut down again. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna shut, put, get, wash your damn hands, wear your damn mask, go, go to church. Oh! <laughs> that's baller! <laughs> I'm fucking, that's going in the set, man. That is going in the set. <laughs> oh, you, we can talk about the show we're gonna do. Woo! Bang, bang, bang. Which one? Me and, me and Corey got a show, man. You better step back. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, freaking. How are you looking forward to that? How are you feeling about that? How are you feeling about it? Did you? How are you uh, feeling about it there? Quiet. When, <laughs> when's this there? <laughs> this one, uh, this, well, after probably like November 17th. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm good. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm the publicity person for the company, too, so I was like, I have to oh, make yeah. sure I'm clear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. By then, I'll be out of the bag. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Long yeah. out of the bag by then. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll be doing uh, Leave It to Weavers, a Christmas play. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Written by some great comedians, and what this guy's one of them. One of them. One of four. It'll be directed by Daniel Knight. Boom, one of one. So, my first time, I'll be being directed by Danny as well. As well. I'll be doing the Christmas show. I'm going to fucking just yeah. write. Pow! Come on, Corey, come on! Take <laughs> <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this one because. One, uh, I don't have to dress as a woman for one, for, for once. Yeah, I've done you so play many, a good dude. I've, I've played so many, did so many Christmas shows for GTNT, and then I was like, it's like, I love the Rise Christmas series, I love those characters, like, I've, but as an actor, I've, I've done all the characters, basically, except Clem, but I've done all, like, <laughs> I've been, I've been all the cookums in that show, I've, I've performed so many, it's like, for me as an actor, I can't grow anymore. Mm. Like, like I can't, there's always ways to grow, but it's getting harder. <laughs> so I was like, okay, new material, new writers. I'm like, I don't have to play as a woman. Yeah, that that's the challenge for me. I gotta play a guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm an actor who's all like eighty percent experience is playing women. Then <laughs> so you gotta find your own sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be. I don't even have, I don't have the dates on me, but I'll be at the Broadway Theater. I'm a bit nervous because of the. Because, like. The plan, damn it. Well, I think we might be one of the first, like, actual audience live live theater, in, mm -hmm. in, indoor live theater. Well, they're going to have the mandatory mask rule, and they're going to be. People will be in cubes. 
in the theater? No. No? <laughs> no it's, like, it's like there's 400 seats in that theater, right? They're yeah. limiting it to 90, right? So only 90 people can come. And they're going to be all... And like, there's like a max of only like three people per group or four people per group or something like that. And they all still stick together and stay. And everybody's going to be wearing masks through the whole thing. Except when they're eating their popcorn. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, the first few rows will be nobody to keep away from the actors. Yeah, so yeah, actors yeah. don't... Don't don't get all of <laughs> that's the one thing I'm nervous too. Like I don't know where you've all been, and I gotta because they say like the easiest way to spread it is singers and 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 stage performers, mm-hmm. so that they get it the, they get it the easiest. Oh yeah, well you guys have to have like plexiglass. I don't know. Uh, well, those are logic sticks. We'll figure out the production <laughs> yeah. meeting. Those yeah. are good questions. They'll be, they'll be yeah. what are the actors' comfort level? What are the company's comfort level? And of course, what can? And what's the budget? Of the yeah. <laughs> that almighty dollar. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is this is what it costs to keep everyone safe. Everyone will be good. It's like, well, we could take a bit of a risk. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're also <laughs> like drop that down. One bit. thing we're asking everybody to do is to like do the the, the social circle thing. Like, um, oh yeah, look, this is news to Sean. <laughs> Uh, for the for the for the uh, for the, the show, I'm not gonna be a comedy bro. You have to find so low, so low. Oh, thanks for telling me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna act okay in front of everyone. <laughs> Boom, that's the detonate way. I'll be uh, real deadbeat then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can do the podcast, but I won't be at the comedy night. Yeah, I know. I'll oh. be a real deadly host. Oh, okay. I let you just try to take away the podcast too. I'm like, oh my god, no. <laughs> I'd be like, this week, me and Shanae Shanae. People would watch a guy talk to his dog on a podcast. Oh, hell yeah. Bruce and right now. Live it up this joint. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. It's going to be fun directing you guys. Got a pretty good cast. Pretty good cast. Um, yeah, Jen. Jen's coming back to the stage, man. We're going crazy, bro. I'm, uh... I just like, because uh, I haven't been on stage since January. I haven't been on the stage. Like, I've I've had the red light on me because of being on the radios and mm-hmm. stuff like that or playing music for things. or mm-hmm. But actually being live physically on a stage, I'm super looking forward to it. I'm just like, oh, there's like that human just thing where you just feel so yeah. constrained. By That's why I started doing comedy again, man. Like. It's like, it is dangerous to do these things. But I think we live in a problem. Well, we were good for a while. Now it's kind of getting sketchy again because of the damn super spreader event. But for mm-hmm. a while, our caseload was super low. It was cool. Like, everybody was being safe. We had our sanitizer, you know, I'm telling people to wear masks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was cool, man. It was chill. Keep my, people were getting mad at me. They were like, I'm like, trying to keep my distance. Like, I don't got COVID, bro. Bro, I don't got COVID. Yeah, COVID, those bro. people that, like, they get mad at you when you don't want to shake their hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have COVID. Like, you, you don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> I could have COVID, man. Sit the fuck away from me, man. <laughs> yeah. That's that's one thing I do enjoy about the pandemic. Is like, I always like my personal space. Yeah. You know, I like my, I like my little bubble. My little mm-hmm. safe bubble. Yeah, yeah, me, I don't. Now I can enforce I, it and be a dick about it and still be a good guy. <laughs> now, like I, yeah, I don't go into the bar bathrooms. Like, Never. Yeah, yeah. Like, bathrooms man, are I was off just, limits, man. I was sure. holding, I was holding it in all night. I saw the bathroom and I was just like, no, I'll wait. No. And they like just like they put tape through over one urinal. Like that's gonna make a difference. Like, have you ever, have you ever taken a piss in your shorts? 
There's splashback you don't know about. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh the hidden oh. splashback. Man. That's yeah, those. I I always forget about it too when it happens. Like I'm like, yeah, we'll pee in my shorts. Ah! <laughs> ah, this is every time. No, oh my god, I have to clean my floor with more. <laughs> but yeah, the unplanned splashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> but be sterile so you're not going to get it from that I'm more scared about the poop plumes what? That's, yeah but the virus man like it last stays it, 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 the last place it, you, you, it, it stays in your body is your intestinal tract like you poop it out and your bum bites it less but it's only in your poop when you're pooping right so when you poop remember what there was that old thing it was like when you flush all that fecal matter goes in the air microscopic or whatever right so yeah but that coronavirus gets just even little bits of it but enough to go Poop plumes, so yeah. Stay out. Oh, no. A strong reason to stay out of public bathrooms, and oh. not to let strangers poop in your bathroom. Only me. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Now I know what that buildup is. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just kidding. Oh, oh just... definitely. Yeah. And then sharing food with them. Yeah, I just took a turn there, hey boy. <laughs> poop plumes. Poop plumes. <laughs> man this one time i was uh i was uh using a urinal <laughs> okay so i was in i was in toronto at like this wrestling show it was like an underground wrestling show on during the day and uh during intermission <laughs> i went to the bathroom and then i don't know what happened like but there was some major splashback <laughs> issues in this urinal because i was using the urinal and then all of a sudden it was like leaking and splashing water back at me. Cause like, I was pretty sure it wasn't urine. Cause like I was, I tried like, like smelling it after because like it got all over me and like I was wearing black shorts, but like I was taking a whiz and all of a sudden I look and my shorts are just soaked, oh. and I'm like in this public bathroom and I'm just like looking around and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> then, like I just like go and grab a bunch of paper towel, and then I'm just like, just like so no one even no trying to hope no one notices, and then I just like go outside, and then I go up to these guys and they're smoking weed, and I pull out a joint, and I start talking, and they don't notice my wet spot, so I'm like okay, <laughs> and then they go, and then like I kind of wait out there for a bit, and I'm like hoping it's gonna dry. But then, like, from smoking the weed, I just got super paranoid. Because then, like, when I went back in and I sat down, there was, like, this guy that was, like, taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, like, I was just thinking, like, oh, this guy's probably got, like, some some blog. And he's going to probably talk shit about the guy who smelled like pee after intermission <laughs> on his blog. And I was just sitting there and I was just, like... Yeah, it dried kind of fast, like my shorts were like quick dry, but I was just like so paranoid. I was like, fuck, do I stink right now or what? And I was like, well, I know I stink like weed, but do I stink like pee too? <laughs> just like the worst feeling because like, I was like front row like mm. of this, like it was like like a small wrestling show and yeah, I was like super <laughs> just like, just scared of like, I'm going to end up in some blog. I said the pee guy. <laughs> you know? Like 30 Canadian wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the Canadian fans are hardcore. They don't even be. Just <laughs> go pee all over themselves. He was like, really, man? On a Saturday morning? 
That was like that all inclusive thing you got or something like that. It was like four shows in one in one weekend or something like that. that yeah. Ticket? Yeah. Yeah. What was that ticket like? What was that? Well, I did like this. Well, when SummerSlam was in Toronto, I did like the package, and then there was like other shows, um, in the days leading up, mm-hmm. and that was one of them. It was like a like this indie promotion that had like the small show during the day, <laughs> and it was trippy because like a bunch of them actually are like all on ended up being like all on TV now, like uh, Big Swall. I yeah. seen her when she was on there, and Shotzi Blackheart was there, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was pretty funny. Well, I think it's getting late, bros. Yeah, man. I'm like freaking laughed out. My voice is starting to <laughs> die now. <coughs> Holy, we lost the light. We lost the light an hour ago. <laughs> it's been happening two hours and one minute. The second hour is faster than the first one. Tell you what. I'm used to that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the back half, I almost said it keeps going. Just <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Yeah, we're only halfway through. No, it's too late now. I gotta drive. You gonna drive home on podcast air? <laughs> 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 All right, everybody. Uh, I'm Danny Knight. And I'm Sean Cuthan. And this is Corey Dallas Standing. And this is has been real deadly. See you later. Damn you for being so easy going.